Dog Show Drive with Wayne and Will. I'm Wayne Kavanaugh. And I'm Will Alexander. Yes, you are, young William. And this week, we're going to talk about dopamine, dog vehicles, license plates, and ye old... Oh, I don't think I can go there. All that and more right here on the Dog Show Drive. cock and long may your big jib draw okay well um good thing we're not regulated by the fcc <laughs> <laughs> i just got back from newfoundland that's the, the 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 saying you have to say before you're screeched in screeched in screeched what in that, what does that screeched mean become, to become a newfoundlander you have to be to be, be become a uh, a member of the newfoundlanders you have to be screeched in which, which is you what? drink a, an ounce of their screech rum, which I didn't do. <laughs> but then you have to say this saying. You want to say it again? Indeed I is, you old cock, and long may your big jib draw. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, right here on the Dog Show Drive with Wayne. <laughs> he told me earlier he was going to shock me, and I guess he just did. There you have it. Speechless. Anyway, how was it up there, bud? You have fun? Yeah, it was good. We went to, we, we, we were, uh, sorry, we were in, uh, I was judging at the Newfoundland Kennel Club. I did sporting and half hounds. I had a really good time. I did a seminar as well. Um, the, the the club were wonderful. It's a small club, but they're very close. Uh, Wendy Anderson is the one that contacted me. She is the one that screeched me in and taught me that saying. So uh -huh. now it's it's her fault, Wendy Anderson's fault. But I say such things. I have such yeah. language. <laughs> right. Well, you know. A small oh, show. It was about a uh, you know, 200 dog dog show up there. And uh, but there were some pretty good dogs. It was it was fun, a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. They're on an island, so it's hard to get to. Is it as pretty as we hear? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's just beautiful. It was very chilly. I, I wasn't expecting chilliness. And then the week after, now it's 80. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and it was outdoors? No, it was indoors. It was indoors. Oh, oh, that's good. That's yeah. Good. A little protected from the elements. Yeah. And I got to see some old oh, friends who were nice. judging there. Um, um, Liam Bateman was judging there. Mark Moran McQuinn was judging there. I didn't see Nancy Popovich, but I know she was on the panel. Um, Doug Anderson was judging there. Yeah, so it was, it was fun. It was fun, fun to oh, see. Oh, great, great. Now, um, ladies and gentlemen, we did miss last week. Will was under the weather, um, and you had to cancel your first assignment. Did you say? I, I did. Yeah, I, it's it's coming up this weekend in um, New Brunswick. I just, I just. Couldn't do it. I just, I, I still know now. I couldn't go out there and do it. So, yeah. as, as good as I sound, I'm not ready. <laughs> You're not half the man you was last Tuesday. Well, I am less than half. <laughs> <laughs> I have a stomach virus for my goal weight. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, uh, this has been coming up more and more, and I just. And not just you, obviously, but every show that I judge, someone on the panel gets ill. 
or calls in sick or can't make it or has a flight disconnect. And ladies and gentlemen, there's a term in hockey that maybe three of you will know called EBUG. That stands for emergency backup goalie. We need, and that's a guy who just is hanging around. He knows he's probably not going to play, but if the goalie gets sick or hurt or whatever, they may have to step up. We may need e-bugs, e e-budges, e-budges, <laughs> emergency backup judges <laughs> to fill the uh, the void. I don't know. So this whole cancellation thing, there's two reasons I'm thinking it's happening. One is, of course, the airlines. It's just too hard to get places these days. Lots and lots of cancellations because of staffing um, probably being a big factor. But the other thing is when you have 10 days in a row and you're coming in on the 15th day or whatever it might be of this cluster or circuit or whatever they're called now, it's a lot of judges changing, coming in, flying out, flying in, flying out. And I just wonder if we don't get just cost, cut up, caught up in the hustle and bustle. And I wonder if some people just get I can't make it. I'm tired of it. There's been 10 shows in a row with this cluster and I don't know what I'm going to do. Or right? I got tired because I judged too many in a row. I don't know, but it oh, seems like there's question. more cancellations than there has been. I don't want to say why, because I have no idea, but it just seems like every panel I'm on, there's substitute judges, uh, emergencies, you know, people that just live nearby and get the call. Um, yeah. Well, I think some people just overextend themselves and just they just can't do it. You know, they just just, mm -hmm. just wipe themselves out. Well, it's easy to do, Will. It's yeah. easy to do. Um I just read a book called Dopamine Nation. Dopamine oh, which one? Nation. Dopamine Nation. Oh, oh no, I wrong. Okay, never mind. And <laughs> this is a psychiatrist <laughs> from Sanford, Stanford. And it's brilliant. It's a New York Times bestseller. It's been out for a while. But her premise is that she's an addiction specialist as a psychiatrist. Obviously, alcohol and drugs were her big focus. Not anymore. Because we're getting addicted or drugified, as she says it, to TikTok, YouTube, um, and so many other things. And her, her this is a this is, to summarize it is is unfair because it's such a brilliant book with so much to it. But if I could summarize it in a public way, it might be that her suggestion is that because of the internet and cell phones, what she uses, we've become addicted to things that we didn't think were addicting. And the dopamine levels in our brain were like a seesaw. We've got pain on one side of the seesaw and pleasure on the other side. And the brain's trying to always go to homeostasis, trying to always go level. So the more pain you have, the more pleasure you want. And the more and more pleasure, you need a lot, a lot of pain. And then you just keep trying to balance this thing. And that's how addiction works. Uh, and if you watch, um, well, we binge watch TV, right? We can't just watch one show. We watch 40 of them in a row. When we check TikTok once a day and then five and then 10 and then 20, this is true for social, any social media, we really become addicted to them because we need more and more and more. Right today, 
as a nation, America is less happy than it was 20 years ago when the cell phone became ubiquitous. So we have more access to addictive things. Like she says in the book, if you're not addicted to something now, keep scrolling. <laughs> you're going to get hooked on something that you can't let go of. In her case, and it dawned on her, this whole junction dawned on her, because she found she was reading way too many romance novels. Like she started with one, and then it wasn't that big of a deal. She ordered more than she should have. She hid them in her medical journals because she was embarrassed that people would see how often. And then it got to the point where she couldn't stop reading them because the Kindle came out. So she had accessibility. It's so right? easy. So we now have access that we've never had before. So the reason we're more miserable is because the more dopamine we need, the more pain we have. So we just want more and more and more of everything. And when you want more of everything, you're never satisfied, which puts you into a funk. Now, this may be a long way to get here, Will, but when you have, you know how many dogs went best in show last weekend? All of them. Every damn dog went best in show last weekend because there's 10 billion shows. Everybody, oh, you get a best in show. You get a best in show. And because we can't get enough of them, we we can't get enough group ribbons. We can't get enough points. We can't go to enough shows because that's not enough anymore. We have accessibility now that the AKC has allowed a billion people to have dog shows every day. So the more accessibility, the more you want. The more you get, the more you want, right? The more dopamine, the more pleasure that you need. So we have more and more and more shows, which makes us want more and more and more shows because we're trying to reach homostasis. And when you want more and more shows, you're never satisfied because your dopamine, your pleasure points are so high because you already won 50 best in shows. You needed 100, 150 and 200. Where does it end? Well, it ends because you get miserable and depressed and anxious and you eat badly and you do things you shouldn't want to do, and you have no life. Because we have access, because we can go to five shows a week, we do. It feeds into this whole unsettling thing where we're not happy with dog shows. We're dissatisfied. We don't find pleasure in them like we used to. It's because we have abundant access to it. We can go to too many, too close, any day of the week, and it never satisfies us. So you can't get enough TikTok videos. You can't get enough YouTube videos. You can't, can't get enough fast food. And don't think that TV isn't addictive because when I started, we had like three cameras, right? Now you get 10 cameras, seven cameras, and they're constantly changing the camera angle because they know the formula for color and movement and changes where your dopamine levels go off the charts and you have to keep watching to get satisfied, then you want more and more and more. And we're hooked on everything. But for this topic, worked on too many shows. I know I've harped on too many shows before, but this was kind of a revelation to me when I read this book. I'm thinking, yeah, because we can't get enough because we have too much. It's accessibility. Same with pornography. People, and it used to be National Geographic or uh, Sears yeah. Capcom, you know, and now it's 50 times. It's, it's, so, it's free, it's accessible everywhere. And people get addicted to that. Half of her customers now, half of her clients, I should say, patients are hooked on that. So really? more salacious. Wow. Yeah, and more salacious. You want, it, 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 it gets to the point where the stuff you're watching is so bizarre and out of reality because you've reached the pleasure point. You need more and more and more and more and more. 
I don't know. It just seems like it's not that complicated a book. It's a complicated premise to explain. But the bottom line is the more you have, the more you want. And that's true in shopping. It's true in debt people accumulate. It's true in Americans having too much crap that they buy on the internet from China. There was a guy in one of her patients. Say the name of the book again for everybody. Sorry. Dopamine, D-O-P-A-M-I-N-E, Nation. And it's just brilliant. Um, Unfortunately, she starts her first chapter with the porn patient. And I... That's probably your editor made her do it to sell books. I can yeah. wait on that one, you know. Um, but I guess it engages people that like that. But it's really, um, it puts psychology into the most basic terms I've ever heard of. The more pleasure, the more pain. And we live our lives trying to balance that. We have too much access to pleasure. We end up with pain. And right now, we're not satisfied with dog shows. I don't see people saying, man, I can't wait to go to the... It's not like that anymore. They want to go to, to Crufts. They want to go to Westminster. They want to go to some of the big shows we have here. They want to go to Orlando. That makes them happy, I guess. But is it enough? Do we need 20 Orlandos? It just seems people would go. Yeah. We're not happy. We're not satisfied because we have too many, too much access to our pleasure, which becomes not pleasure anymore. Because we do it too often. And no one seems to care. We had a 268 dog show last weekend um, in New York, in New York State, where there's plenty of dogs and dog shows. Um, there were so many shows last week, I couldn't even, I started to count them and I just got sick to my stomach. Uh, it just seems like we've, we're setting ourselves up for dissatisfaction and a bit of ennui. So I don't know. Well, we're in the That's... middle of a 10-day circuit up here right now as well. And uh, or near the end of it, actually, I think. But I'll tell you, it started off, again, we're up here, 250 dogs. And I think the last count I heard was 109 dogs. So huh. people are wearing out. I think it's, I just looked up this, it's a dopamine nation. Dr. Dr. Anna Lipke. Yeah, Anna Lemke is a brilliant uh, psychiatrist and researcher at Stanford, but she also does a lot more, and uh, it's worth checking her out. Her ideas on psychology, you could say that they're revolutionary, but they're not because they're almost commonplace. She does it in the most basic terms with a picture of a seesaw. (laughs) And there's one of her patients, she uses a lot of, she uses cases that she's actually had, of course, she changes the names, but the situations, she has permission from those patients. But there's a guy who's so hooked on Amazon that he orders so much that he goes into great debt. He wants, he likes the pleasure of ordering on Amazon because he can do it within a second and arrives at his I house. I just ordered the book. <laughs> oh, good. But he, he <laughs> it arrives in seconds because yeah. he pushes the button, it's there. Not enough. He needs more and more and more more pleasure. Now, he before he went to her, he tried to cut back by ordering inexpensive things and returning them the minute he got them. Just because he wanted to get something because he could. More and more. Thousands of dog shows out of control. That's it. 
I can't go there. That was a good rant, Wayne. I I enjoyed that, and it made a perfect sense to me. Hey, we were talking last week about cell phones and how kids, the assistants can't put them down. And not just assistants, adults oh, can't God, put them down. I can't down put mine they're... down half time. i got to force myself sometimes. And I put it face down and I push it away and like, okay, leave it alone because yeah. I'm getting a headache. <laughs> yes. I get dizzy from scrolling. I was at Motor Vehicle. We have to go to these places here to stand in line to get your vehicle registered to make a change of some sort. And... I'm online and I know it's going to be three minutes before my turn. I take out my cell phone and I'm playing spelling bee in the New York Times. And I'm telling myself, this is a puzzle. This is educational. No, I can't through the I can't get through the damn day without finishing my New York Times puzzles. Crossword, wordle, spelling bee. I can't get through my damn day. Like it matters. I'm up last night and it's getting late and I haven't hit genius level yet on spelling bee. And I'm not going to sleep until I do. What does that got to do with the larger scheme of things? Why do I need to do that? Because it's there, it's accessible. They design them so you get addicted to them. And that's all there is to it. There's more, you know, she talks about the term drugified. I love that. You know, TV's been drugified, TikTok's been drugified. And we do. And people go through withdrawal. She has a whole process of having how to stop, which isn't easy, but people have physical symptoms. From stopping to watch YouTube, for example. I'm sure. Sure. Just so much information all the time. Yeah. I look at I look on Facebook for the best in shows. You all do it. <laughs> you look at the KNN Chronicle, you find who went best in show because they do it so quickly. And lately I'm thinking, this is even overload for me to check. There's so many. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you stop and start. How do you go back to just weekends? How much happier would we be with just weekend shows? How much healthier would our handlers, exhibitors, and breeders be? How much bigger would the shows be? Do we need more? more and it's, it's it's something to look forward to. I mean, you don't you don't look forward to a dog show on Tuesday. No, you know you you work all week because you're showing to Mrs. Clark on Friday, you know, right. or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Taking days off, looking for jobs that are will give you accommodation so that you can leave Thursday night so you can get to the show Friday and take a paid day off. Don't tell me it's not being done, ladies and gentlemen. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Sense. And it used to be a big deal when you won a best in show. And I guess it still is. But when everybody else wins one the same weekend, how special can it be? Well, it's funny because you look at the top dogs all breed either country. Like up here in Canada, you're looking at 40, 50 best in shows down there in America. Is probably more. I don't know. The first year I was number one dog all breed was 1987. My dog won 12 best in shows. Wow. 12. You can do that best. in two weeks now, Will. Yeah, I know. You can. 12. And I, and, I, and I thought, wow, 12 best in show. No, he's great. If you're on a roll, if you're on a roll and you go to 14 shows in 14 days, which is easy to do, you could win 12 in two weeks. Well, yeah, you look at the what's that? Again, two? Who'd you beat? Where was it? Doesn't seem to matter anymore. And then on the other hand, when I was showing Piper in 2010, I think it was. Um it was that far? It was 2005. I forget. Anyway, when I showed Piper, 
he won 10 best in shows in a row because there were 10 shows in a row. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's a perfect example, Will. Yeah. Great example. I don't know. Do you have more clusters and circuits up there now than you well, used to? We have more now. It was it had started to dwindle. When I was a kid working for Gary, we always had the summer circuit, which was always a grind, but it was only for the summer. Um, we had like 28 shows in 30 plus days. But then that was that. It was back to weekends. Um, but now we're like, there's clusters all over the place, you know, all over the yeah. place. I don't know. I don't know. And they're against each other. And we can't we can't support clusters against each other. No. The number of of shows is going up, and we know the number of entries is going down. The number of dogs being shown are is down. And we're going to add more shows to that and put them closer together. It just That's doesn't right. make any sense. And then, and then you listen to exhibitors, they all complain about judges. Well, clubs are, are, are almost handcuffed up here because you can, you have so many shows. Judges are busy. You get what you get, you know? Yep. I can't tell you how many times I judge on a panel that I've never heard of these people before. And when I look them up, I don't know how much background they really have. Um, but hey, you know, it's a new no. world, I guess. Uh, I guess I'm supposed to adjust. I'm not good at it. I don't it, know I guess. if I want that, Wayne. <laughs> I'm getting really tired. I don't, <laughs> I don't either. And I'm just furious that it's get it's more out of control every year because we need more pleasure. We need more shows, and we're going to be more anxious and less satisfied. And we're never going to get what we want because we have too much accessibility. We got to go to more and more and more. Ah. Anyway. Fine. Anyway, anyway, I was having this talk, well, talk last week. We were talking about judges, and he was saying that we have to we have to do this about education. Well, I said, Doc, the education is out there. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the education. It's the individual. If they're just box checkers and they want to go out there and point at yesterday's winner, so be it. You know, and there's nothing Sweet we can that. do about it. It's up to you guys as exhibitors not to enter under them. Like in the in the days when I was a kid, you know, someone showed up, oh, we're not showing to him. You know? yeah. <laughs> And then he would, he would slowly disappear, that judge. He'd also never hear of them. Because back then, the, the cream did rise to the top. They they yeah. didn't. They, there wasn't enough shows for the mediocre to rise. <laughs> now you just look down the list. And because the clubs aren't making any money, having 200 dog shows, 150 dog shows, that's a hyphen, 150 dog shows, right? Shows yeah. with 150 dogs, I should say. Um then you have to just get local judges who can drive and be less expensive. So you'll note, in my anecdotal opinion, you see more, if you go to a show in Georgia and half the judges are from Georgia or more, and I don't mean just Georgia, it's anywhere. Yeah. Um, because they can't afford it. <sighs> and not to say that they're not bad judges, but they're not good judges, I mean, but but um, it becomes mundane becomes like repetitive over and over and over and over again and it's just the same thing we might as well just throw our dogs names in the hat and here's the winner here you go congratulations Mm -hmm. exactly well exactly it's like groundhog day (laughs) wake up another dog show and you know the i remember the the um defense that having these clusters is more convenient yeah if you want to stay in a hotel for 10 days and 
live out of your suitcase or your trailer or whatever it might be uh, for 10 days, if that's your idea of convenience, rather than being home, putting your feet up and reading a book or going for a walk, I guess that's your convenience. It's not mine. Anyway, now let's get to the real world, Will. Now, I mentioned that we had to go to motor vehicle this morning, and I had to play my New York Times crossword puzzles. There's a reason we had to go, Will. There's a reason. And what is that reason, Wayne? Well, about seven years. It works differently in in Canada, I I guess, because it works differently in England, for sure. If you are lucky enough to search in the Secretary of State's website, you can check to see if a particular combination of letters and numbers is available as a vanity plate. Ah, I don't probably yes. call them. Yeah. yeah they do. Vanity plates. Yeah. Vanity yeah. plates. So seven, eight years ago, uh, Cheryl said, go see if you can find beagles. And I'd done that many times. Never available. Bingo. It was available. So we immediately got a plate that said beagles and put it on a vehicle. Now, this is so many vehicles. We, we know that I have a little addiction to the vehicle thing because I can't get enough, Will. I need more and more. <laughs> and they're accessible. They're everywhere. Um, so this particular beagle plate went on, I think, Cheryl's Acadia. And then it went on something else and something else. And then it went on two motorhomes. So we sold the last motorhome which had the Beagle play. Well, Cheryl didn't want that Beagle. And we only have two vehicles now instead of my typical half dozen. So we're, we had to go to Motor Vehicle and explain to the woman that this giant RV, which license fee was over $1,000, way over, we were going to take that license plate off of it and put it on Cheryl's car, which was renewable for this is what you do for dogs will you stand online you make appointments so you can put the damn word beagle on your license plate that you've had in the family and don't want to let go of that's how dedicated we are will (laughs) we have one beagle well i think i own more than that but there's one in the house but it says beagles on the license plate not mine cheryl's what else do we do there's a friend of our friend of both of you and i looking for a vehicle right now She's looking for the wrong one, Will, because she wants to look cool. She needs something that can fit a damn crate. Needs a tape measure, Will. It's a tape measure. Yep, I get it. We all have them. I have a caravan. Those are perfect, right? They're square. So low. Rectangular. Yeah, but I mean, they're, well, they're boxy enough that you can fit things in. Everything new today is so swoopy. They're I all pulled up to the to a light one time, and there was another caravan. You told us last week. You told us last well, week. I'm still a bit delirious. Damn it! Yeah, I know it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You want me to tell it for you? No, but you know what? From whenever you whenever you repeat yourself, I'm going to start telling you. Well, I only mentioned it because <laughs> it's not this. It wouldn't have been the second time you told the story. It'd be about the fourth. Uh, well, someone yeah. might not have heard it, like the Brady Clumber story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one at all. <laughs> See? Oh, the hotel. The hotel running. You yeah, almost lost yeah, the best yeah. show winner at the garden. Yeah. You left the door open. I do remember that one. <laughs> but it is pretty good, though. The caravan guy. You're in one. The guy pulls up next to you. And the sticker says, uh, cool, nice great caravan. caravan. Nice caravan, said no one. 
said yeah. no one. <laughs> but they are great cars because they, they don't make them anymore. No. Um, but they're boxy enough where you could fit square things in it. Oh God, yeah. And they they're and it's a low load. I mean, a Jeep Wrangler, you have to lift the crate up 10 feet in the air to get it in the vehicle. But um, what do I know? And they, they anyway. basically you you still see a million on the road. And I talked to my buddy, he's a mechanic. He said it's brakes. If you're willing to put out put brakes on them, you're fine. Yeah, brakes and tires. Well, tires. Yeah. Well, gas. I've been through I've, my tire has been good. I, I go through brakes. Yeah. Do you put gas in it? Well? No. <laughs> oh, you catch me doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you got a treadmill in the back with an Irish stutter who generates enough electricity to get you down the road. <laughs> like a Flintstone mobile. <laughs> someone, someone posted a video of a beagle on a treadmill that was pacing. And they, they seemed to be novices, which is more, it was wonderful. They were asking advice. And the dog was pacing on the treadmill and they said, we think we got it because it was having, they were having trouble with it moving. Is this the problem? And I thought the problem is it's pacing on a treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> Get it off the treadmill, try some different steering wheels and switch hands and you're probably going to be right. just fine. Yeah. They don't go with a purpose. Pacing is the easiest thing to do for them. It's lazy. Yeah. You know? yeah. um, exactly. I remember when I would, George would tell stories about Marquis and he had to put a fan in front of his face to, to make him think he was doing something. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's boring. It's yeah. true. Unless, you know, they get hooked on, on uh, TikTok. That's right. And you can, they can watch TikTok the there. there. Like, you, you go there. I'm sure if you go to the gym, can you imagine going to a gym now? I bet you yeah, on the treadmills, they're all just TikToking. I don't TikTok. Are you when on you a treadmill send me a TikTok gym? video, I can't. Pardon me? Are you on a treadmill at the gym? No. no. <laughs> but if I was, maybe I'd have to TikTok, wouldn't I? That's right. No, no ticking or talking for me. I learned one social media thing. It's bad enough that I'm hooked on that. I know the kids, our kids, adults, our adults that are, that happen to have been our children. Now there are adults. Um, they're always saying, well, you should try this. You should try. I don't want to, I don't want to learn anything new. Well, no Insty, no snaps. No, we got a new one now. Um, the bonehead from Facebook's got a new one. Um, uh, I don't know what it's called. It's like reels. No, no, no. It's supposed to be like uh, Twitter. It's supposed to be like Twitter. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's called. <laughs> well, I can't say that on the air. Never <laughs> I'm looking. Whoever thought we'd come to a time when uh, Elon Musk and Mark Zetterberg would be. They've arranged Zuckerberg. a boxing match. What is it? Zuckerberg. Yeah, him too. They've arranged a uh, boxing match. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, whoever <laughs> thought anybody would work would be rooting for the Facebook guy? Everybody hates him, but he's less despicable than Musk these days. So, I... yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid growing up, the biggest thing was Fonji jumping over the sharks. Yeah. <laughs> or Evil Knievel with his or motorcycle Knievel, jumping yeah. over canyons. Wow. <laughs> Talk about a guy who needs more pleasure, more dopamine levels, more addiction, more and more and more and more until he crashes, right? Imagine the poor guy was around today with all of what's happening now. Yeah. Who knows yeah. what he'd do? I don't know, Will. I don't know. So where are you heading next? I'm home for a while. I, like I said, I canceled the assignment. I'm just going to focus on getting back in condition. And uh, yeah. I think my next, uh, I think I got a show I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. These little setbacks 
are resets, aren't they? I mean, yeah. they're reminders that we've got to take care of ourselves. We've got to watch what we eat. We have to exercise more. Um, I was talking to someone and, and they said, where'd you just come from? I said, I just went for a hike. Well, how far? Well, it was only short, about three miles. And they went, I can't tell you the last time I've walked a half a mile. Well, yeah. you should. Yeah, you need to. You need to you need to 30 minutes a day at least. Yeah. You know, it's 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 really hard it's for some people because because of the distractions, because they've got so much to do. Life gets in the way. Um yeah. I don't I don't know what other other thing to say. You've you've got to set things aside and just try to do what is right for you. But here's the challenge, ladies and gentlemen. The next time you go to a dog show, leave your phone locked in your glove compartment. See how that works for you. Yeah. I can tell you that it's okay to do so because we did it for mm, a couple hundred years before the cell phone was invented. I went to dog shows for 40 some years without a cell phone. We managed to get by just fine. Yeah. You had to wear a watch back then. Yeah. Yeah. I still do wear a watch. I'm that old. I have several watches. Is that bad, Will? Watches, cars. Dopamine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my problem. I need more pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. More. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. Build a house. Build another house. Build a house. Build another one. Yeah. We can't be satisfied. We can't be satisfied because we have, it's too easy to be satisfied for a There's second. Too much out there. I, yeah. I, I love watching time period movies. Like, uh, what did I watch recently? Because I watched a lot of movies last week because I was sitting in the hospital, so I watched movies. Yeah. Um, but I think I think I watched something from the fifties, and, and it was so fun just to watch to watch yeah. how they interacted with each other, and, and there was no cell phones, <laughs> there was nothing. It just seemed so peaceful. I'm not mm-hmm. sure it was. I'm sure they had their problems, but looking at it now, well, on the happiness index, that's you know a real index of happiness. Um, Sweden always comes out way high up on top for happiness, but which is interesting when you think of, well, I don't want to go there. Oh, I love Sweden. I, never, I, do too. I love Sweden. Yeah. But America was, uh, um, of the wealthy nations, America was one of the happiest 40 years ago, a little less so 30 years ago, but far less happy since the telephone, <laughs> since the cell phone, not the telephone, the cell phone, um, yeah, it's interesting. We're one of the least happy wealthy nations because we can get anything that we want anytime. 24, it's 24 7. You want a new pen? You just I just have to say to Alexa, I don't even have to type or write anything. I can just say, Alexa, reorder me that those poop bags. Yeah. We've does. surpassed the Jetsons. Yeah. They looked happier, though. They did look happy. <laughs> anyway. I, my, my, my motto was always technology peaked with frozen pizza. I yeah, stole that from right. somebody, but but it works. I like it. I like it, Will. What if instead, what if I'm, this would be really amazing. We did, I, we talked about this a while ago. There was a day there where there was no dog shows. Remember that day? Yeah, yeah. People were, because of the garden date change, and People were just writing all these or posting all these pictures of vacations and being home with just their feet up. And it was so glorious and everybody loved it. And we forgot that real quick because we need more dog shows. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm. I'm all for doing that thing that I mentioned where once a month, there's no dog shows on a particular day. Once a quarter, no weekend shows or something. I don't know. A day of rest. People would start looking forward to it. Yeah, at first yeah. they fight it, but then they think, oh, what are we going to do that? We might go to the beach. Oh, we might mm-hmm. go to the park. We might. Yeah. Here's another thing I, wa- I wonder about, Will. Um, the clients that can afford to have a dog go to 300 shows a year are obviously one of our strongest benefactors to keep the sport alive. And they're usually people we know and, and enjoy, and they truly enjoy the shows. But they can afford it. So if you're going to run, if it's about handlers making money, and in some world it is, if you had, I don't know, we went to just weekend shows with Bob, with the Forsyths. They made a lot of money, Will. Because you can attract the client that doesn't have unlimited funds, but enough disposable income to show a dog. Well, for sure. But not 300 times a year. So we're, 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 Boiling it down to a handful of, of owners that have the kind of money that can campaign a dog and maybe leaving out the ones that have disposable income but don't want to do it or can't afford to do it 300 shows a year. Well, mm. it's become quite the quite the norm that handlers have almost one or two clients where those yeah. two clients own everything. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's putting your eggs in one basket, Will, because I've yeah. seen it happen. You've seen it happen where that oh, client yeah. quits or changes or dies. And all of a sudden, that handler's got uh, no dogs to show. It does happen. Yeah. You're always wary of that when you're showing dogs. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Will, I got a confession to make, bud. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's, it's true. And it's evil, Will. It's evil. But I did it. I did it. Hazel, our lovely beagle, who's the greatest dog in the world, she's so cool and so smart, has a thyroid issue. So she's on thyroid medication. And when I tell you that her hair is long, she looks like a Sheltie. Oh, no. <laughs> Not quite a Sheltie, but it's real long. I mean, the hairs are four or five inches long, some of them. They, wow. lay, flat. they lay flat in her back. But it's so much hair, you can't believe it. And I can trim her every week and you barely notice. So Cheryl said, you know, it's hot. I'm tired of looking at all that hair. And the big problem is that people don't know what she is. And it drives Cheryl crazy when they say, it, what is that? It's a half beagle, half what? Half long-haired what? Um, I'm trying to think of a breed that would have that length of coat. Maybe the top coat of a golden. That's, you know. No feathering. Well, there's some feathering, but not oh, feathered like a go- yeah, send me a picture. <laughs> well, it's not there anymore, Will. And that's my guilty. Oh, you're confession. confessing you shaved her down. I did. I did. And um she's white now. Her entire body is white. <laughs> but you can see where she used this is the beagle that was a tricolor and now is a red and white. You can see the little tiny bit of black pigment down her spine. Just a little tiny bit. But she looks pretty funny, Will. She looks like the people who take, they get a cocker spaniel and they feed it so much it weighs 60 pounds and it's got warts all over it. And it's well, I hope smells. someone's so listening they, to this. So they shave it down, Will. That's what she looks like. One of those cockers. But she's lean now. We always thought she was fat. She's not fat. It was just three inches thick of a pelt. And um, yeah, I don't oh, want to make girl. it look like she's like a freak dog, but she had a thick, thick, thick coat. When I took the, I took a 10 blade, Will, 
and it, it got short. It got real short. Yoster speed stripper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right down the back. So now I'm worried about walking her in the sun, Will. And did you know that if you put sunblock on a dog and it's zinc-based, that they can get really, really sick from licking it? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. We don't so want to do that. Use. What's a natural sunblock? T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> or in Ireland, a pub. A pub, exactly. <laughs> well, there's not a whole lot of sunshine to worry about over there. Um, you just, but it's, It'll grow back by Wednesday. I'm telling you, she'll have a she'll have a normal coat on Wednesday. Um, and then, of course, our daughter's dog, Olive, is a, a blue, so she doesn't have much coat. Uh, that's always, a, in my observation, it's typically a not as thick a coat, not as much brush on the tail as a result. But um, the poor little thing, she looks adorable. And whenever you trim her, she's so happy. When she gets down, she runs around as 100 miles an hour and shows everyone how pretty she looks. Oh, of course. Still circling, huh? really, look, I, I look great. I look great. I have a confession yeah. to make, too. You shaved your head? No, I didn't shave oh, my head. Okay. probably should. <laughs> but you shaved I, your bouvier, didn't you? I shaved my bouvier. Yeah. He looks like a Kena Corso. <laughs> oh, you yeah. took him that tight. Oh, he's right down to nothing. Right to the wood. He's wow. right to the wood, Wayner. <laughs> wow. What'd you use? Uh, I bet you 15, probably. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's he's right tight. to the wood. He loves it though. He just can't. He was he was he was off this week. He had a a, a date this week in a, a stud service, and then like I, I, he'd gone to this guy before. And I I wasn't any sheep to take the bitch, so I said, "You're gonna have to come and get Clark." Right. He came and got Clark. He's like, "Whoa, <laughs> like, this is him." <laughs> you know, it's pretty interesting though. I can see her angulation better because she was that's how thick her second thigh wasn't coat it's real she's got a beautiful turn of stifle and um it's really interesting to look at her confirmation remember when Lindsay did that thing at the national where we shaved she shaved that beagle oh, the, the Lindsay, the, um beagle yeah 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 she took this beagle and it was a very good beagle and she shaved with i don't i mean it must have taken forever but she actually shaved in the hair with different blade lengths so you could see the ribs, the scapula. Yeah, she the anatomy it like a on skeleton. one side, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. It looked like a skeleton of a dog. You can really see where Quite things frightening. were. Yeah, I didn't want to take the time <laughs> for that, Will. <laughs> I, I didn't want to take the time for that, Will. I just went right down the back. But you, did you leave hair on his head, Will? No. He's, he didn't. He looks like a cane of corso. Well, I left the hair on the head. No, he looks like a cane of corso. Yeah. I had to stop somewhere. This is a ledge. I was going to try to blend it in, but you can't blend the skin. It's just, no. you'd have nothing. <laughs> no, Clark She's looks like a Kena Corso, and he likes it. This is how close our brains work, Will. What are the odds of you and me shaving anything, never mind <laughs> at the same time? We shave our dogs. <laughs> this is, it's karma, buddy. We can't yeah. help ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. He likes it. I'll bet. Oh, Hazel's very happy. Very happy. A little odd to pet her, though. Um, it's I guess it's like having a... a uh, Seal. You know, yeah. Or a, or a uh, Zolo, or a... Or is it Cholo? Zolo. Or a, um American Hairless Rat Terrier. Or, yeah, I guess. Chinese Crested, before it's razored. Oh, did I say that? Anyway. No, they don't do that, do they? 
I'm sure they have to pluck out the odd one and the odd skin blemish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the I'm not, I'm not going there. No, I'm not either. <laughs> All right, buddy. Um, what else you got? Uh, What's this? How are the kids doing? How are the kids doing? Good. Liam, Liam is on. Uh, he's Liam had a great school year, and the kid doesn't stop. He's he's doing summer school to get ahead, and he's on. He's going on some summer trip shortly. Where he's, uh, I won't say where and everything, but he's he's gone for a week with right. with his cousin, but it's a, but it's for school. He yeah. doesn't stop. And Jamie, Jamie's the same way. He's at NBC, and I, I called him the other day, and he, he just, like I said, life gets in the way. He just doesn't stop. He, he's still working yeah. on movies and doing what he can. Yeah. And he's the creative in the family. They, they both are really creative. Yeah. Uh, well, you are too. Together. Yeah. yeah. It's cool to watch kids enjoy what they're doing. You know, yeah. It is. In I was that. always shocked because my sons are tall. Like Liam is almost 6'3", and Jamie's six feet. And and uh, my brother Andrew sent me a picture of his son, Will. I hadn't seen the ages. He's 6'3". So it definitely what comes happened? from the Scottish side of the family. <laughs> I think it's the chicken hormones, Will. I think it's the hormones they're putting in the chickens. I think that's what it must be because we didn't get any chicken hormones, evidently. We never broke that barrier. No. I remember when people used to ask me what I want to be when I grow up, and I said a six-footer. That's what I want to be when I grow up. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. But you know what did work out, Will? That's I'm going to live forever. And so far, that is working out. Oh, good. I'm glad you are because I'd miss you so much. Yeah, well, so far it's working out. So I miss you too. I'm glad you're back on the road to recovery. And we need to we need to um, use those resets to reflect on what we really need and how bad we're addicted to the drugified versions of media and more. Well, that's what I'm doing this afternoon. I've ordered the book. I've downloaded it. I'm going to start. Great. Excellent. I'd much rather a hard copy, but I don't feel like leaving the house. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what you could do? You could tell Alexa that you want that book and it'll be there in the morning. I don't have Alexa. Alexa's not Smart. allowed in my house. Smart man. Yeah. Smart I man. wear a tinfoil hat most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is funny. We we're looking for a house in Maryland at one point, and this is going to be for Brody and Margaret when they're working down there. And to finish school as well. So we're looking for this house. And I had a friend of mine who used to be my producer at Animal Planet, Will Schwartz, one of the greatest guys on the planet. He lives there. So he drove through the neighborhood. We saw it, you know, in a Zoom listing. Before we got down there, he drove by and he said, there's someone really weird living next door. They have tinfoil in their windows. I'm not sure you want to live there. And we bought the house anyway. The people next door couldn't have been any nicer. The tinfoil was because they didn't have anything that day to block the window. And the sun was coming in and waking up their infant who was sleeping in a crib in a, in a room that was getting too much light. So they weren't trying to redirect the beams, Will. They didn't have the hats. No. They just had until they got the curtains. Yeah. So once they got the drapes, we were all much happier. Didn't well, apparently, t- apparently Elvis used tinfoil's windows. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it worked for him. Not for long, though, Will. He long couldn't enough. get enough. He couldn't get enough. He wasn't satisfied. Too much accessibility to drugs. When you couldn't get... You know, during Prohibition, alcoholism, alcohol-related deaths plummeted because didn't have access. I don't want to go back to prohibition. Don't get me wrong. It's just an example of how much access we have to these things now electronically. Yeah. 
Anyway, and certainly Doug Shelley. <laughs> Jeez. I guess I'm going to have to go count last week because it was crazy how many dog shows there were. Yeah, it'll give you something to do. Yeah, I've got other things. I, got, I cleaned the garage yesterday. Now, when I say cleaned it, we're talking about mopping the floor. I've got a, uh, I, I got the, the cool surface thing done to the garage. You know, it's sparkle with, with uh, you know, it got the little sparkles in there. It's smooth and shiny and you can mop it and sweep it. But the rakes, Will, they were piling up in the corner. I couldn't have that. So I had to get the gladiator system so I could hang them. And I spent a good two hours putting them in an order that made sense to me. No one needs to do that, Will. They can just put the rakes up there. But I have to have the cleaning things in one area. Towards the door, I needed the ladder because I use it more often. The blower and the string trimmer next to that because they're off it. I'm out of control, Will. I'm out of control with the gladiator system. Yeah, well, so. I understand. I, yeah. I don't have enough dogs to trim anymore. Well, so. Shave down the shave down the neighbor's dog. <laughs> I said to Cheryl, you know, I got the clippers out. You could save a lot of money on the, on the hairstylist, but she yeah, wasn't. Sinead O'Connor, you know, you yeah, she wasn't for it. Maybe I should do that. This is the shortest I've had my hair cut in a while, and I'm not sure I like it because when you when you have it, you got to flaunt it. I'm one of the few that still has hair. I know, yeah. You, you, I have I have undercoat. All I have left is undercoat. <laughs> There's no guard here is left. Stop me, Wayne. It's strict it, undercoat. It, looks, it suits you. It looks damn good on you, Will. That's all I got to say. All right, bud. I'm glad you're doing better. I'm glad the kids are doing well. I'm glad the caravan is up and running, doing its job. Yeah. I'm glad you ordered Dopamine Nation by Anna Lemke. And, and I better get her. I'm going to order another one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's how she, well, you'll hear her story in there about how she couldn't stop. And she, when you have to hide your book in your, in your medical journals, that's your first sign that maybe you've got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all that and more right here. On the and dog here show. Dog time. show drive. Yeah. All right, everyone stay safe out there and we'll, we will see you next week. Party on, Greg. No way. Way. Gotta be paying attention, Doc. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Don't earn it. Use it in the blooper reel. That's right. We love you, man. <laughs> 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 Don't put that in, Ernie. <laughs> quit taking yourself so damn seriously. I'm falling This is good. We're going to be here in a second, Wayner. Don't lose it, Doc! <laughs> <laughs>